millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I've been fired from a lot of places. <laughs> I've been fired from so many places. I, I went into the class one day. Real bullets. Real bullets. Kill me. Hello and welcome to the Work Hates Podcast. I'm Bron Lewis. This is my co-host, Bretty Blake. Uh, if you've ever had a job, chances are you've had a horrible boss or dreadful work conditions or an insufferable workmate. And if you've had none of them, chances are you're the problem. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I it's am the problem. <laughs> you are the problem. I am the problem. In this. I don't have a job. <laughs> This week we have been joined by the magnificent lawyer. This is Claire Marshall. I went to high school with Claire. She's a well, far more impressive than us, Brad. Really? Yeah. Because she, I was trying to get the goss on you before, but then you just said you just interrupted and even let Claire finish. You're like, <laughs> you're like, I was beautiful. I was yeah. popular. Everyone wanted to be I me. I never said that. Why I'm pretty sure. And you, just, you wouldn't stop talking. I was like, wrap doing? it up, Bronnie. I mean, I, we got people to interview today. Brady usually does the intro, but he would have ruined this one. Uh, Claire is. Uh, super super impressive has um has two kids she is uh she has been a lawyer for so so many years divorced (laughs) (laughs) hang on a sec you went me for for the lewis garnham intro talking about the most beautiful woman alive and now you're bringing up divorce within two minutes i don't because i didn't want claire to feel like oh i'm really good i wanted her to be like yes i'm just a human build her up take her back down exactly and then over the next hour we'll build you back because it's not just any lawyer like remember how we had mike goldstein on he was like he was like a corporate lawyer Mm. he just ruined people's lives claire's a human rights lawyer i don't know what that is claire um, it means that <laughs> how do you explain human rights in a second? It's basically making sure that everybody has a quality of opportunity and that we also have bits about us that um, we call in- inalienable, but it actually means that there's things about you that no one can take away. Awesome. And we protect them through lots of things like laws and institutions, um, but it's quite complex and everybody's rights look different depending on their circumstances. 
Wow, I'm already impressed. Uh, this, you're <laughs> probably the smartest guest we've had so on so far. Oh, absolutely. No, you were. By far the yes, you are going to be. Here. So one of the, uh, so Claire and I've been friends since we were about 15, and one of the best things about her is that like, she's very, very funny. I'm really excited. Also, one of the reasons I wanted to have her on, not because she's funny and smart um, and divorced, it's because um, <laughs> it's because I know Claire has had many, many dreadful work experiences. Am I right, Claire? So. Many. <laughs> this is fun. I'm excited. I also feel like um, whilst we're all very different people, all three of us, I think no, that I'm pretty sure we're the same. <laughs> Equal rights. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a human rights lawyer as well. <laughs> I didn't pass. I didn't. I barely got to year twelve. <laughs> There's no bar. Brady has passed. Let's no, be but I have represented myself in court before. Is that I'm impressive? It is actually. Uh, just the Melbourne magistrates one. I oh. refuse to pay parking fines, so I always go to court. That's fun. It's so much fun. I've been there 12 times. You're, I love how you're like, that's cute. Um, I actually do serious things, but I just go there and I plead guilty and they normally let me off. It's quite nice. Oh, really? You yeah. You guilty now. That's great. Yeah, because if you go, if you if you say not guilty, I mean, you yeah. would know this. You're a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you about the court of law. <laughs> Hang on. We've got a human rights lawyer on. I'll tell you about the judicial process. Then you've got to go back and fight them. But if you go guilty yeah. under the circumstances of... And then I... Of what? Well, he was drunk. Yeah. I was drunk. I was unaware when I left the car. And then I, you know, then I tell a story about why I was parked in a loading zone. Which is like, what's the best, what's the most creative you've had to get? Uh, a lady was having a stroke on the side of the road and I assisted her. Was that having true? I'm not commenting. <laughs> because this is, this I feels like entrapment. I, I don't know what this is. And I was, I was a hero and I was saving this poor little old lady. She was an old lady having a stroke. Yes. Wow. And yeah. then do they, do they ask for evidence? I, yeah, I, had, I had someone write a letter. Who? She could have. The guy who owns his bar. The ghost of the old lady. <laughs> I said he saw me. Well, it's a witness. Yeah, yeah a, a witness. witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the I, I exp- and the judge is like, well, he si- I said I always call him your honour. And they love that. And I always wear like a suit and I put, I tie my mullet back. And then <laughs> obviously, and clip, then you go, yes, your honour. And they're like, man, this guy's got manners. A French braided <laughs> mullet. <laughs> a French braid? What's a French braid? Uh, it's what, it's what you deserve. Okay. And then, um, they, yeah, they normally let me off. Oh. Really? Yeah. So you don't have to play anything? I've got, I've, I, I've had 12, 12 wins. But I wouldn't say they win, but I'd say I get off with the thing. But then I got really fucked over because I went through the same speed camera 12 times in a row oh and, no. and they couldn't get me off that one. It was a fixed camera, but, you know. Yeah. 12 yeah. times? Yeah, I was late to work. 12 times in a row? 12 times in a row. <laughs> oh, I think it was eight. And it was the same fixed camera behind this one sign. And then by the time I got, it was like $1,900 worth of fines. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. Anyway. I, um, do you know, every time I get a speeding fine, uh, not a speeding fine, like a parking fine, I was, if I mention it to Claire, she's like, oh, easier, you can get off that easy. Claire knows how to get off all of these things. Oh, my God. This is what I know. You don't <laughs> I even need more hints. To, you don't even have to go to court, Brett. You just have to be friends you with need, Claire. You do need a legitimate reason, though. And you have to Like strokes? Yeah, strokes will do if the old lady's <laughs> real. Um. She was real. <laughs> real. I have, real. At some stage in my life, I have helped a lady who was having a stroke. That is not. That is not not true. 
Good. And some cultures, time is not linear. It goes yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so two events don't necessarily have to happen at once for them to have occurred. Exactly. God, yeah. you should be my lawyer. You get me. <laughs> We're probably better than you. Um, <laughs> this is great. So, Claire, you've had many jobs. What is I the have. worst job you've ever had? Oh, I scraped my brain for this, but it was um, nanny to an obscenely wealthy family in Kew where the house was full of taxidermy and the man <laughs> had very intense standards. And I worked there for about six months with these two little girls. They were lovely, but the job was horrible. Mm. Horrible, horrible. Mm. Taxidermy, by the way, it's mm. one of those things that's either if you've got a dead animal in your house, you're either really rich or really poor. Yeah. No, it's yeah. never a middle ground mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So he was, was obviously was the rich. Was it bad? I love bad taxidermy. That's <laughs> yeah, my favourite. Yeah, like a, it's like, why is that cat cross-eyed? Oh, you know? disgusting. Actually, the Granny Bingo. Have you ever gone to Granny Bingo? Oh, it's, it's two drag queens or three drag queens. And they're in, based in Melbourne and they just do bingo, a bingo comedy night. And it's very, very funny, except there's one drag queen of the three who has a taxidermy cat and gets people to hold it. And it is fucking revolting i don't know where they got it i feel like they got it at an op shop but it's disgusting because it's an actual carcass so you were working amongst carcasses and you're lucky well duck done carcasses this is the thing about rich people even the horrible things are exquisite so mm. you walked in the door and there was a mounted huge tiger i'm pretty sure it was what a bengal tiger just standing there in like this intimidating pose and there that's were, actually pretty cool <laughs> There was there was also a tiger rug. There were elks. What? There was a fucking rhino. No. In his dressing room, there was a polar bear. Room. How big is this house? You got a fucking rhino <laughs> in there. And a, a polar bear. A mansion. It was the biggest house I've is ever legal? been in. No, I don't, oh, I don't, well, at I don't some point it, in history, it would be. It is now illegal to import. You know, dead, exotic, endangered animals. Yeah, but if you've got the carcass before it was illegal, keep the carcass. That's my motto. It's my lower back tattoo. (laughs) Keep going. I'm just impressed that you can fit a right. Like my, well, I mean, I don't have a house at the moment, (laughs) but um, the loft I'm staying in above a Scalectric's car system, uh, you couldn't even fit a rhino in there. Had an expanse of, of space, and, and the kids were not scared of these carcasses. I mean, they'd grown up around taxidermy, so I think yeah. it was just the vibe of that of that terrible house. But yeah, he was just a very rigid man. I think he was new money, so <gasps> and, and trying oh. to mix within you know the wealth yeah. of this particular right. subject, yes. which is old money, mm. and so he had really intense ideas about how you present wealth. So I had a nanny car, I'd take the bus or ride my bike to this job and then my nanny car was a vintage Rolls Royce that I picked the girls up from a very prestigious school from and um, my one of my many responsibilities was keeping the uniforms immaculate. So we're talking ironing socks level for little kids, like lower wow. primary school kids and <laughs> ironing I didn't shirts iron my shirt. and things <laughs> and he would scream if there was the slightest imperfection because I think he was so worried. Like at you? At me, yeah. Oh my! And how, how old are you at this stage? I was about twenty-one. I, be 20, yelling yeah. at I just, I just finished art school. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was just very, very lost. And yeah, I thought it might be a great career path. Nannying? Nannying. You actually thought that was your career? For a little while. I wanted to oh. be nan- nanny and midwife. You are very good at kids. You are very dancer. good with kids. And 
and a Chinese and lady. <laughs> Did you want to be? Is no, that, is no, that possible? All the things. I oh, quite a big. But is this the Rolls Royce would have scared the shit out of me, by the way, because yeah. they're Such fucking like half a million car. dollar car. Holy Julie, it was beautiful. It is. It doesn't surprise me that he is from New Money, though, because mm. you know when people from New Money, they're just so desperate to show that they're rich. Yeah. Everyone in Perth, by the way, everyone yeah. in Perth is New Money. Yes, everyone in Perth. So I just fourteen jet skis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that sounds sick. So that <laughs> actually does sound sick. I've got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a jet ski for the first time, time a couple of years ago. Did you? It was amazing. I'd always looked at them and like, Ugh, and I'm yeah. like, I get it. Jet yeah. skis are amazing. But then after the three hour mark, you're like, ah, this is boring. You want to jump it or something. You know what I mean? The water's flat. Did you want to jump it? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> See? Different, exactly. different minds, same thought process. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Equal rights. So um, we, um, so you, you are very good with children, so I can see why you would want to have been there. But this experience of, I guess, pushing your way into a class that is not yours. Because we, you and I grew up very similar. Wealthy. Yeah, very rich. So taxidermy. So smell his new money. I was like, ooh, you're not one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. But yeah, we got both smelled poor. Claire and I both grew up in um, Canberra. Right. And um, both with large families, mm-hmm. uh, just with lots of children in each room. Is that right? Mm, yes, that's yes. right. And so you going to this house with like this with a rhino in it? I fit right in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, classic. The rhino. I wouldn't have put it there, but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, I'd have it on a different angle, <laughs> and I'd bring the polar bear down. Yeah. But how good's that? It's like, how do I look wealthy? Yeah. I'll get a polar bear. <laughs> was he a single dad? He was a single dad. I can't yeah. imagine why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. And he had the children. He did have the children. Okay, that wasn't in the picture. So yeah. you know, look, I'll, I'll give him some generosity. He was doing his best but um, everyone is everyone is but he was not doing well with it and then and how old were the children like they were six and five four? and oh, yeah. seven yeah okay the time i nannied them so really little really were they little. nice kids they were really lovely oh. kids it was actually really sad after a while they started calling me mum and i really that's incorrect. that did not sit well that's incorrect <laughs> it, was, it was not correct and um <laughs> and holy I shit to, i didn't know how to manage it and how, thought, were you there every day yeah, all weekdays, every weekday. And so as time went on and I realised that I couldn't do this job anymore because this man was so awful and so volatile and the conditions were so intense and also the girls caught me smoking heaps and I was like, don't tell your dad, he'll fire me because I'm really good at boundaries. We're all, <laughs> like all 21-year-olds. Yeah, everyone um, should tell kids to keep exactly, secrets. I'm your mum, don't tell dad. <laughs> don't, please don't dob on mum while you're chain smoking. <laughs> Oh, I used to smoke so much at that time, back in the day. And um, so I was building up to leave and quit while these tiny little girls who I'd grown really attached to and, you know, obviously had a strong relationship Mm. with me were looking me in the eye and calling me mum. It was really – it was complex. I was not qualified. It would have been confusing for them because they would have expected if you did leave then you would just end up as a taxidermied woman in the room. They're like, she'll be back. (laughs) She'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Frozen solid for time smoking. (laughs) <laughs> Ashtray in the hand, like yeah, yeah. Finding socks or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, some so wrinkled cute. socks. That's why oh, she's dead. But I, I've never actually thought about that. So really good point. Like normally when you leave a job, you're like, who gives a fuck, whatever. Yeah. But you're actually then you're connected yeah. to someone because you've been there for a couple of years. So I've never thought of it that way. So mm. that you been didn't awful. feel that way about any of the forklifts you left behind. <laughs> Look, I still think about some of them. <laughs> I send them messages at night. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you left, was it a blaze of glory? 
Did you leave? It was. I, I quit. Uh, I quit one day, um, and in a very professional way, I lied about why I was quitting. I was like, "I've got a sickness in my family, and I have to go back home forever." And he's like, "Oh no!" Um, and then I just didn't show up for work the next day. So I probably put him in a bit of a spot. But the day before, I'd burned the dinner, and he'd screamed at me in the kitchen while the kids just like cowered at the dining table oh and I was like I actually can't show up to this job anymore yeah I love these kids I can't do it you well, didn't want to say to him the one of the reasons is because you yell at me I don't know I don't think I had any sense of like what I was like the standards of behavior I was entitled to at that age yes so I just correct kind of you don't know it. you just cop it yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's, that's bullying yeah. you don't yeah. know the, you know You're like this is what all exactly. adults must put up with no wonder the hospital. wife left yeah, exactly Ooh, I'd worked dead. in hospitality um since I was 13 at that point so I was used to Michelle's being, Patisserie have you heard of it oh yeah it's a very special place Michelle's Patisserie do they have that over here no Surely. Michelle's is it like Miss Maud's or something it's like uh, Donut King but with vanilla slices instead of donuts. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's exquisite. Okay, <laughs> I've got to try it. It was it's my first, first job. shopping centres. Coolman Court um, in, a, in a white, like a pastry chef's gown. Oh. So it's all 13 years. Exactly. With my wardrobe. And, yeah, we just <laughs> sell pies and, and coffees. It um, sounds like Miss Maud's. Yeah. Oh, does it sounds it? like a Perth okay. equivalent. I think it was about $4 an hour. That is fucking grim. It is yeah. grim, grim. Do you know? Because because we're all, I think we're all the same age. The guy 20? who is yeah, <laughs> and we're fucking looking good. <laughs> Thank you. There was a guy before we we was chat to earlier. His name is Lewis Garnham. If you haven't listened, go back and have a listen. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Lewis has, um, he, were, he's like, I guess he was trying to like shock us with how bad this job was. One of his early ones, he was like, I worked at a pizza place for $9 an hour and Brett and I were waiting for the story to get good. We were just like, oh yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> what do you mean? $9? Oh, so you on triple the amount I was on. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, like, wow, is, it, is this a story where you got paid too well? I don't understand. So yeah, this was at the day where you got paid crap. So $4 an hour, Michelle's patisserie. Yeah, it was very, very bad. Not a lot of money. I remember feeling so rich. I got a muffin break and I'll be like, I'll have a muffin. And and a cappuccino. I felt so good. And he didn't. Can I pay you in we three weekly installments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put nine sugars in exactly. it because they're free. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when I was fifteen and I got, uh, or maybe it was sixteen, maybe seventeen, whatever, it doesn't matter. And I got, I was on a, like a eleven dollars an hour. Holy oh, shit! Spending money, yeah. boy. Yeah, That's nah. Sunday rates. Yeah, I, you know, Whoa, I should have had some taxidermy day. stuff around the house <laughs> and whatever. And then I got another job and they gave me like 15 and I was like, 
Holy I'm, I'm hell. doing this for life. Yeah. Oh my God. I am going to be so fucking rich. Yeah. What was it? Uh, it was a balustrading company. So I used to make okay. like uh, handrails and all that mm. shit that stops you from falling off balconies mm. and install the glass. And I was like, man, I'm just going to be here for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, that's a really important job. It is yeah. important job. So it's like people's safety. I threw an apple at another employee and got asked to leave. <laughs> I thought it was funny. He should oh, have been standing no. behind it the glass. It exploded on his head. Hilarious. The <laughs> boss saw it and was like, that's the final strike. And I was like, he caught me sleeping underneath the desk the week before. So. Oh, oh God. <laughs> but for $15 an hour, you've got a time to process that. Have a little sleep. I know. It was a beautiful job. I, I actually missed that job. Do yeah. you? Nah. So do you, if you went back in time, Claire, and said, do you think that you should have – what would you – like if you had that job now and there was someone yelling at you mm-hmm. – because you are still very like you're a very important person, but and you have um, got a very important job, far more important than Brady's or mine put together. But if you like, do you feel like you would be you would do that treat that differently now, or because you are quite timid still? Probably not. I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. With time, you learn. You're like absolutely oh, not. I'd do the no. same thing. I'd cop yeah. it. I'd be smoking out the back. I really, I'm really, I'm really bad at confrontation still, and I'm getting better and better at kind of like you know saying this is if it's systemic, if it's like you know a group of people or kind of disadvantaged people in the community, I can speak out and up. I can be an advocate. But when it comes to myself, I really struggle. Yes. with being like, hey, please don't do that. Stop yelling yeah, at me. Or, or even you know just treat me a little bit. It's it's a real character flaw that I'm trying yep. to work on. Yeah. But yeah, I just, just hang around me for a day. Thing. I just scream at everyone who says anything <laughs> fucking rude scary. to me. Yeah. No, God, no, no, I don't scream. Don't. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you're talking I would to? Not yeah. Cope. I would not cope. I think that we like to think would that we would handle someone yelling at us differently. Like I um because you like you know if you're a grown up and then and you have children that you're constantly telling teaching them how to deal with mm. life when you're put in a position when you're yelled at you're like well obviously I'd be like hey 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 don't you speak to me like that yeah. but when they do it's really like you just go back to yeah, well, oh, personally <laughs> I got yelled at I've probably brought this up every day for, and I will for the rest of my life I got yelled at at one of my jobs recently mm. by someone and I. It stunned me. Yeah. Like I was stunned. I can't I, imagine you backing down. I thought I, you'd, I thought you'd be either. me. You'd be like, well, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? If I've got the microphone and I've got an annoying heckler, I will be like, yep. that's fine. Mm. Like I'll have, like the hecklers don't scare me one bit. Mm. Like that is fine. But oh really? When you are, I'm gonna come to one of your shows. Please, no, please. You were like. No. You're a soft man. You got a weak soul. I'm like, I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> but oh, it, when I was yelled, because it, it, it came out of nowhere, and I, uh, yeah, it really shocked me. And because it was like, it wasn't like the, like a don't do that. It wasn't like a tiny little yell. It was yelling for like sentences. And I was like, okay. And because it was so, I was so shocked by it. I had this. I wasn't thinking clearly. I was like, oh, I just went silent. Because mm. I was like waiting for them to go, oh, I've I, I've sh- uh, fuck. You know when you see, look, yes. when you watch a kid have a meltdown, yeah. you just let them have a meltdown for a while and then let them realize, okay, I'm I'm out of control, and then they cry and it's fine. But oh, so I was waiting for him to stop and cry, but he didn't, and he just kept going. And you, just, I was afterwards, I messaged him and said, I'm really sorry oh, no. about that. Oh my and then, god! And I still, I know, I was like, hey, I'm really sorry, I put you in that position. And then afterwards, I was, and I still, I talked about it yesterday to my friend. I'm like, I still hate that I met, sent that yeah. message. 
I am still furious about that moment because who yells at someone? Who ye- I yelled at a kid recently, but that's different. <laughs> is it your kid or is it someone else's? Someone kid? else's? <laughs> that is psychotic. Well, because they, they were being mean. They were being mean. They were being mean to Claire's daughter. Were they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were nice. being mean, and so I and, and I didn't expect it to come out of my face either. What? Did you, what? Can you tell me the, the exact situation? So there was and a kid at a park. I'll be the judge. Here. Yeah, great. Oh. So there was a kid at <laughs> a park, and they just had it in for Claire's daughter. Yep. For some reason, they were just really targeting Claire's daughter, who is she's nine and she's beautiful, and she was being and she's also very like you autistic. know autistic. Yeah, she's <laughs> autistic, but okay. she's also very like she's just you know she's not aggressive and she's not a nasty kid and she's not mean at all. Like she's just one of those. She's like a Labrador. Like really loving, mm-hmm. really loving and she was just kind of trying to get on with her time at the park and this one kid was just like be, going out of their way to be nasty to Claire's daughter. And so – and it was really annoying so I kept like making it – like being like, uh, uh, Claire's daughter, come over here and stand with me. Come here, come here and like just trying to get – like show that kid that I was like noticing it but that didn't annoy this kid. It didn't even – the kid was like, oh, I don't care if you do that. And then uh, Claire's daughter was holding a, a ball – and the girl went over and was trying to take the ball from her. And so I was so fed up with it that I went, leave her alone! That would scare Hello. the shit, fuck out of me. Scared, it scared my, I scared myself. And then Did you she, message yourself as well? I'm like, <laughs> so sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And then and she stopped, like the girl stopped and kind of just like walked away and I don't know what her reaction is from it. I don't know how traumatised she is from it. But I was – I did not expect – I wasn't like next time she does it, I'm going to mm. yell. So it was sometimes you yell when yeah. – that's probably the most I can relate to, to yelling at someone. Were their yeah. parents close by that? Would have fucking no, their parents the sh- were not close by. They were over the other side. Okay, get away with it. That it was fine. work though. Like, I mean, I'm just going to keep you guys on topic if that's okay. Yeah, no, someone needs to. We're <laughs> two kids with ADHD over here. This is, um, this is interesting. Like you're talking about normalising behaviour and I've worked with lots of different organisations looking at – at how they treat their staff, how they treat each other and how it affects the work they do. And so you'll go into some workplaces like the one you're talking about and you have had an unchecked culture where people in it are permitted to behave in particular ways. They're reacting to, you know, colleagues and staff and nobody has ever called him out and it's become part of the culture that you accept, right? Yeah. So with him, that that guy, that one that was really awful to you, it's up to the organisation to be like, hey, mate, that's not okay. That's actually workplace bullying. It's unacceptable in a modern workplace and nobody should have to put up with it. But every every person who work, walks past it, especially yeah. leadership, they are creating – he's going to do it again and again and again until someone stops him and – that oh, happens everywhere so and it's because no. people get so preoccupied with like, you know, productivity and generating mm. money or, you know, getting yeah. ticking KPIs and they're like, oh, that's a good bloke though. He gets he gets work done. He gets Sometimes done. he's a dick but, you know, it, it doesn't matter because <gasps> he gets it done. Yeah. Actually, yeah, there's lots of people who get away with stuff like that. But in your case, you couldn't complain to anyone except no, for children. exactly. Hey, guys. I didn't care. Our boss like, sucks. Best meet me. Just chatting to the rhino. Does he talk to you like shit as well? <laughs> It was just, just I guess it's the, I guess it happens now with the gig economy, you know, with low paid workers, they're really, really vulnerable. There's nobody to go to. So yeah, it was, um, yeah, that job sucked. That does sound like a dreadful, I wonder what, so they, what they would, and we, you paid, what were you paid? 
15 bucks an hour. Oh, nice. Oh, hey, that's pretty good. That's yeah. balustrading money <laughs> over there. Yeah. Did you throw an apple at anyone? Very wealthy. <laughs> $15 an hour to look after, to raise two children. And that's incredible. cook and clean and the whole the whole thing. Which Drop is them at school, he pick owned, them up. And I hope this isn't enough to kind of just, you know, show who he was. He owned a cleaning company. I was like, dude, I just pay someone to do it. But no, he wanted that kind of Mary Poppinsy vibe. Too yeah. busy smoking to be Mary Poppins. Yeah, I would oh. imagine just stress smoking oh out the back. Oh my god! Yep, so talking to the rhino. Exactly. This job sucks. Well, <laughs> so if you're that loaded and he's getting you to cook food, and it's like get a chef in. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just here for the kids. That's it's a waste of time. I'm here to you know yeah. make sure they're having a fun time. You know? Did you? Did he want you to live there? No, it was there was a home time. I was not to. I was not to be part of the household. I was. I worked for the household. That is so yeah. bizarre. You were uh, like a maid. I was a maid. Wow, you yeah. were the help. I was. I was me. Wow, and that that would be. A, I would really hate that job because I mean mm. now you have to do it for free for at your own yeah, house. I know, but um, and they and yell you at get, me. Oh, yeah, I don't <laughs> can't quit. No, you can't quit. Yeah, that's the only thing. And no one fucking wants to listen no, to you complain. There's no, no way. one cares. No like one gives a shit. It. You didn't have an abortion, so <laughs> I sucked in. Your fault. <laughs> If you could, so if you went back in time, you wouldn't even stand up for him. Oh no, nah. to, 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 to him, to him. I just, I just don't have capacity for confrontation. Yeah, because of my role, I have to, you know, be the person who makes those decisions, and have been in a senior role for some time. So, like, I have to do it, put my kind of big girl hat on at work, and just be like, this is what's right, and this is what's fair. So, with my personal life, I'm so depleted of that capacity to have conflict that I'm just like, just, just do whatever you want. Oh my just God. go away. It's oh, really yeah. bad. It's really bad. I, yeah, I know. I I can absolutely understand that because sometimes it just feels like too much effort. Because so even tiring. you saying like you should just go and complain. I did go and talk about these, mm. and then my the bigger boss was like, "Do you want me to escalate this?" And I just was like, "I can't not." Nah. And you didn't ask for that responsibility, like to go through a complaints process and yeah. to carry that and to be the person who called him out. And yeah, fuck that. You're also risking your own job stability. And I have to work with them again. Exactly. They should have said to you, this is unacceptable. We are going to progress this, you know. We'll handle it from here. Yeah. 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 Brittany, have you ever made a professional complaint about someone? The apple. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It exploded. (laughs) In a guy's face, man. It was so good. It was great. Um, I'm not really like a – I don't really go and like complain. I'll go and address it mm. with the person because I don't Very want. Mature. I don't Very want. You. Yeah, I, I don't in, mind conflict. In an aggressive way. Mm. No, I do. I, 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 I'm not shy. Mm. So if someone says something fuck to me at work or is rude, I have no qualms just going straight up to them and talking about it and then trying oh. to find a solution. Because I don't, sometimes I get understanding you're like with some workplaces, that's, that's probably not even professional or whatever. Mm. But I'm like, I don't want them to get in trouble, but I'm like, hey, you've crossed the fucking boundary here mm. or you're being fucking rude. Or, mm. And a lot of the workplaces I worked in are, you know, like at airports, they're forklift jobs. So mm. most of those guys mm. only understand it when you stand up to yourself and like, I'll fucking punch yes. you in the car park, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> If they got, if they know that you're going to throw, <laughs> you know a what I mean. Professional complaint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's not that. But it's like, hey, he's standing up for himself. He's not copping shit. I'll fucking ease up on him. So holy oh, hell! Wow. So yeah, yeah. Actually, I reckon that's the same in a lot of ways. In a lot of jobs, where if you, 
I'm actually trying to teach my kids at this at the moment. If you let someone walk all over you. Beat someone up in a car park. Then beat them up in the car park. <laughs> they won't do it, yeah. Get an apple, <laughs> chuck it at their Chuck head. it at their face. Bert's the best mum I know. It is, um, it's about like if you let someone walk all over you and then when you eventually when you go, do you know what, I've had enough, this mm-hmm. is not okay. It takes them by surprise because they're like, what, I've treated you like shit for ages. Why are you, why are you, because, and so they don't really get it. So you have to stand up for you, – you do have to, like, have a standard of how you want to be treated from the start. Otherwise – And get on it quick. The yeah, quicker you're on it, they're like, oh, learn. fuck. You know what I mean? You've crossed the fucking do you line. Can you learn anything from that job? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> How to iron a man's shirt? Oh, and socks. And, yeah, I've never everything. ironed a sock. Oh, God. Everything. I'm a good ironer now. But, I didn't um, own an iron. Huh? I didn't even I didn't own, own. I've never iron. owned an iron. Why are you saying that like I'd be surprised? I don't. Like it's a you, secret. I don't understand. What do, you, what do you need to iron? I don't iron anything either. I mean, I'd, I'd wear the same clothes. Just black jeans and a black shirt everywhere. But what do you need to iron for? I'm not, I don't, do you iron things still? I am sometimes. Yeah. You've got fancy clothes. I, I need to go to my job. Yeah, that's the difference between you and Brett and I. <laughs> You're employed and people respect you. <laughs> so you didn't learn anything personally Look, from that job? Like I don't think I was at the right stage of my life to learn anything personally because it had been so normalised in my experiences of work to just be kind of subject to things. It, like, honestly, it probably has only been in the last nine years or so when I when I realised that you should expect a certain standard of behaviour professionally and that's more about kind of, my, you know, learning about the law and entitlements and rights. But yeah. personally, I'm miles away from being like, yeah, you should treat me good. Which is bananas because you're a big boss lady. Big, big, big. Yeah, God. I mean, if you gave me a job, I'd just walk all over you. <laughs> So would Brett, Brett. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what workplace you're in. I'm like, I'm going to be the boss now, you know? <laughs> I'm the boss now. <laughs> Brett just drives his forklift over you. Where you'd catch me out is like, hey, can you read this law? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not a reading guy. You have the job. I'll get me back to the end. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Claire, thank you so much for coming on. This has been thank Work you. Hates Podcast. This has been Claire Marshall, Brady Blake, Bron Lewis. Thanks so much. Make sure you follow us on all the social medias, like, subscribe and all that boring shit. Uh, goodbye. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.